Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermiss. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, and this is Don't Tread on America. Sunday, June 25th, 2023. Let's rock. How's everybody doing out there today? I am your host, Don Quixote. Don Q. <laughs> All right. A couple things, guys. Uh, I got a nice little show for you. Um, <laughs> right, well, before I get into it, let's touch on the uh, business part of the uh, situation here. So, first and foremost, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, please... Make sure you are following the show, subscribe to the show, and then share this with your friends. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Like I said, we're just going to keep rolling with this as long as I feel like doing it. Um, if something bigger and better comes along where I can actually make this a full-time job, then so be it. I actually <clears throat> I actually enjoy doing this. Sometimes... Um, you know, like in my personal life, if things get a little taxing with everything I have going on, it does make this hard because I do have a job that I have to do. Um, therefore, I can afford to pay, you know, the bills and live my life and be able to afford the things that I want to be able to do, including this podcast. Not that it costs a ton of money to do this, but on a monthly basis, um, I don't know. I think it's 15 bucks for the podcasting uh, service or something like that. And I think 10 bucks for the website. I don't know. I think maybe all in all, maybe 30 bucks or so a month to do this. So it's not a big deal, right? Um, there are intangibles. Like I had to buy a new sound, sound board. 
that was a couple hundred bucks um when we first started doing the podcast way back when the computer i was using at the time took a big dump and uh you know i had to buy a new computer so i was you know like um i don't know five six hundred bucks um so there are certain expenses but for the most part it's not an expensive hobby um would i like to do this as a full-time job and be able to leave my other job sure but i would just have to make (laughs) enough money to do so and that's where you guys come in i need you to start paying me to no i'm joking but where you guys actually do come in come in to that situation is by sharing this because eventually it's going to get shared with the right person or people and that's that's kind of where we're at with this whole situation eventually it's going to find the right person and they're going to be like yes i mean the way i look at it is this now (laughs) take for what i'm about to say for you know with a grain of salt but and i and i feel that the the bulk of you guys that listen to this on a consistent basis i feel like you feel the same way with what i'm about to say because if you didn't you wouldn't continue to listen to the show Okay, and I know there's a handful of you guys that subscribe to the show and you automatically get downloads. I know this because when I put the show up, I get a nice little drop of downloads immediately. And that's only because there's people that are subscribed on whatever podcast app they're listening to this on, subscribe to the show and it automatically downloads. And I appreciate the hell out of you folks more than you realize and um you'll be the ones that have to help push this down the road and um and like i said sooner or later i'll keep doing this as long as i physically can and and have the energy to i guess my point being is this if i work a job (laughs) that i work 45 50 50 hours a week on also have to come home do things around the house mow yards keep cars maintained spend time with the wife there's a lot of thing all you guys that are married you understand what i'm talking about if you have a house you have those <clears throat> situations to do and i'm not going to dwell on this too long as i want to get to the show point being is this help me help you if the show is this good <laughs> with everything else i have going on in my life just see how much better it could be if i did this full time so this is my job application to uh to do this full time no anyway all right guys just continue to share the show guys if you are on social media follow us at don't tread on america on facebook instagram and tiktok and if you are on the twitter machine you can check us out at dtom underscore 1775 if you are not on any social media platforms that's fine you can come to the website don't tread on america.com all right let's get to it now <coughs> excuse me on friday's show <laughs> i ended the show talking about the las vegas ufo situation (laughs) and i fully intended to bring you a show today oh crap he's not going to talk about it right i'm not going to talk about it because i had men in black show up at my house and they did the flashy gimmick on my eyes and i don't remember what it was no seriously i i'm still going to do that show so like i said i ended the show talking about las vegas UFO, whatever it was, sighting, and then how the family that supposedly saw something in their backyard 
and had supposedly video, and I'm going with the supposedly, uh, disappeared. Uh, whether they chose to disappear because of all the whatever, or if they were disappeared, we don't know. But I had a theory, and I still, I, I have, I shouldn't say had, I have a theory about UFOs, and I have it all down. I have it all written. We're going to rock and roll with it. But <laughs> the reason I'm not doing that today is because of what's happened in the last couple of days since I did that show on Friday. And uh, you may or may not know what I'm about to talk about, so we'll get into it here in a second. So stay tuned. I'm Barring any updated news situation, I'll bring you that show on Wednesday. Um, but I have to, with, with me doing the show on Sunday, and most all of other podcasts, you will not hear a new podcast until tomorrow afternoon, evening, Tuesday, whatever, from anyone else that you listen to, because most people, or your mainstream people, I should say, <clears throat> that do podcasts do them on Monday through Friday, so they'll be here Monday morning, Monday afternoon, whenever they whenever they record. Um, so I have to give you my two cents on this whole Russia and the Wagner group and the whole mercenary and all the bullshit that you've probably heard all weekend long, because now that the submarine was known about for a week and we obviously knew that that was a a media manipulation via the Biden administration I had to talk about this today now with that being said um like I said barring anything happening in the next two two and a half days three days uh this will be the last I talk about it and then I'll be able to bring you the UFO situation on Wednesday. So that's why it's very important for you guys to subscribe to the show and share it. And then it could find the right person. And it could, Oh, wait, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> so what's going on in Russia? Okay. This isn't going to be an hour show about Russia and Ukraine. I give two fucks about Russia and Ukraine, but you guys may have heard about this so-called coup that was going to be attempted or was attempted or whatever in Russia with the Wagner group. So <laughs> supposedly there's this, there, I shouldn't say supposedly there is a group called the Wagner group. They are a, a, a group of, of uh, mercenaries, 20 something thousand troops in this, in this brigade, excuse me, in this brigade that is paid for, by the Russian military, the government, whatever, to kind of do. And, and let's not get it twisted. <laughs> we use mercenaries, too, in this country. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, see Blackwater. Um, not to get into anything about that, so I'm not going to talk much about Blackwater because I can't really get into it. Uh, but nonetheless, um, we use, all countries use mercenaries, okay? And it's a way to get around certain situations i'll just leave it at that so whatever whatever the wagner group is real and um <clears throat> but let's let's think about this honestly a coup attempt really all of a sudden <laughs> we we honestly fell for this shit like and and the reason i'm talking about this is because this happened friday night saturday right all this stuff um 
which is is interesting since most of our media is controlled by our government. Why they didn't wait till Sunday evening, Monday morning to bring you this story. But I think it's a situation where our news cycle was caught off guard with this situation because it was something that I personally believe we felt, we as in the United States government and the CIA, felt that we had control over this. And uh, I don't think we did. And I'll tell you why here in a second. So supposedly the leader of the Wagner group, his the gentleman's name is, I'm not going to try and say his first name, so we're going to go with his last name because even <laughs> even that's hard enough. But it's Pergozin. Pergozin? I think his first name is... is um, Yevigen, <laughs> so we're Progozin. Let's just go with Progozin. <laughs> so, so how we were told, so Progozin was was sick of Putin's shit. This is the Detom version. It's not the politicized Wall Street Journal edition. This is this is my words. <laughs> and so he was going to lead a coup against Putin. Okay, possibly, or the idea, I guess, would be to start a civil war with Russia within Russia. Now, why is that? So we're, we are being told in this country, and I'm sure in Europe they're probably hearing the same thing, that there's a lot of tensions in Russia. And there's a lot. Russia is a big fucking country, okay? Number one, there's probably people in Russia that don't even know what the hell's going on in Ukraine. I guarantee you that one. But nonetheless, we're being led to believe that there's a lot of Russians that are dissatisfied with Putin and the things he's doing and and as far as Ukraine and whatnot. And whatever, whatever, whatever. I've given you my thoughts on this whole Ukraine-Russia thing. I'm not going to delve into the whole thing again. I personally believe that Russia is doing this to free its own people out of Ukraine. But, you know, whatever. Who am I, right? This is what I do know. You cannot honestly believe that this was a legitimate coup attempt. So... You know, we are to believe <laughs> within one day, the leader of Belarus, who is a very, 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 very close ally with Putin and Russia, was able to broker a deal between between the two that also has Progozin go to into seclusion and the 20 some odd thousand troops in the Wagner group sign contracts with the U.S. Russian Army, or U.S. Russian, with the Russian Army to become Russian Army versus a mercenary group. And um, so, you know, that's that's what we're going to go with. We're going to go with the fact that Putin, <laughs> Putin just is like, cool, this dude tried to overthrow uh, the government and stage a coup on me, but that's cool. We can negotiate, and he can go into seclusion. Right. If you know anything about... If you know anything <laughs> about Putin, even if you know lies about Putin, okay, the fact of the matter is this dude was KGB. He was a high-ranking KGB. He disagreed with a lot of things Mikhail Gorbachev and Yeltsin and whoever else did between then and now. Thus, why a lot of this stuff is going on, in my personal opinion. But this guy is not to be played with in this situation, especially from within. Do you honestly think that this guy 
Pergozin was just allowed to to go about his business. Now, if you as you go on Twitter and you look around and you read different articles, you'll see that he's disappeared. Um. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the wayback machine here to Wednesday to just this past Wednesday the show that we did. And uh, tell me if you guys recall this little ditty that I played for you guys. Following up from um, some announcements earlier this year, during the department's regular oversight of our execution of presidential drawdown authority for Ukraine, we discovered inconsistencies in equipment valuation for Ukraine. In a significant number of cases, services used replacement costs rather than net book value, thereby overestimating the value of the equipment drawn down from U.S. stocks and provided to Ukraine. Once we discovered this misvaluation, the Comptroller reissued guidance on March 31st, clarifying how to value equipment in line with the financial management regulation and DOD policy to ensure we use the most accurate of accounting methods. We have confirmed that for FY23, the final calculation is $3.6 billion, and for FY22, it is $2.6 billion for a combined total of $6.2 billion. Okay, so you remember the $6.2 billion, right? We talked about that on Wednesday, right? I played that clip. It went into a little bit more, but nonetheless, I just wanted you to hear the 3.6 and 2.6 and the 6.2, blah, 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 right? So, <laughs> remember that number, <laughs> $6.2 billion, right? And I made a big deal about it because I was a little pissed because I'm thinking, we just gave him 112, blah, 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 whatever. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to relive Wednesday show. You remember. You probably heard that. I just want to replay that so you guys remember that. So American intelligence officials briefed senior military and administration officials on Wednesday that Pergozin, right, the leader of the mercenary Wagner group, was preparing to take military action against senior Russian defense officials, according to officials familiar with the matter. Okay, so... Hear the words I'm saying. American intelligence officials briefed senior military administration, blah, blah, blah. According to officials familiar with the matter. U.S. spy agencies had indications days earlier that Pergozin was planning something and worked to refine that material into a finished assessment, officials said. U.S. spy agencies. Who are we talking about? CIA. American intelligence officials. Who are we talking about? CIA. Right? So, there's a story circulating that during his long and continuous stay on the Ukrainian front, Pergozin met with Ukrainian intelligence officials and representatives of the CIA. Okay? The CIA offered Pergozin did I write that down right? Uh, yeah, I think I did. $6.2 billion if he would carry out an armed coup in Russia. Let me play that. Do I, need, I don't, I don't want to play the clip again. What did the lady just say? That was Wednesday. I played you the clip from Wednesday. That I think that was from Tuesday where she said, Oh, look at that. We found $6.2 billion. Oh, cool. Look at there. We, uh, bank error in uh, Ukrainian's favor. $6.2 billion. Right? In the meantime, <laughs> we have U.S. spy agencies 
and American intelligence officials briefing blah 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 about Pagosin's idea. Okay, so allegedly, according to this story, Pagosin met with Ukrainian intelligence officials, representatives of the CIA. And they offered, the CIA offered him $6.2 billion if he carried out an armed coup in Russia. Pogosin agreed, but did not intend to go all the way. He even informed the Kremlin about this plan. If you think about this, do you honestly think, as pissed off as Putin is with the whole situation in Ukraine and pissed off with NATO and UN and whoever else is getting involved, us and England and whoever... Do you think he would take it in subordination from within his own ranks? Did you see the videos of these this Wagner group moving north towards Moscow to invade? Stopping in the cities along the way to take fucking selfies with citizens? Do you honestly think if these guys were going into battle or what they thought was going to be the start of a Russian civil war, that they were going to have time to take fucking selfies? Do you honestly think that was the case? I mean, we cannot be that fucking stupid. Can we, can we honestly be that fucking stupid? I really, I really hope to God we cannot be that fucking stupid. See, what happened here is, God forbid, <laughs> if the CIA paid this dude 6.2, because I probably believe that he did. Because I would assume that Pergozin and Putin are a hell of a lot smarter than our fucking field agents we have working on the field over there. And I guarantee you they're fucking smarter than the damn Ukrainian intelligence agencies. So here we found $6.2 billion and then subsequently just happens to be the same amount of money the CIA was given to this dude to start a coup. He probably said, I'm going to need that money up front, bro. Right? Now, has the, the Wagner Group moved into a greater offensive? If you watch, if you look at the map, if you look at the map, the Wagner Group was in southern Ukraine on the front, like not quite Crimea, but the southern area of the southeastern, I guess would be a better point, of, of, uh, of Ukraine. Now, according to the map, they going to invade uh, Moscow, they move north. So they got about parallel to the border of Ukraine and Belarus. And that's where the negotiations took place and oh look they took a left because Bergozin had to go into exile right because now he's a fugitive from the Russian whatever he's going to hide in Belarus because I'm sure that's a safe place to be or <laughs> hear me out if I wanted to move 25,000 men to Belarus without arousing suspicion but rather passing it off as punishment how could I do it so let me ask you a question how far is the Belarusian border from Kiev? Well, the answer to that question is a is a hundred kilometers, which is about what eighty miles, seventy some odd miles. They're with, they're literally within a stone's throw of Kiev. Guys, we have to remember that Putin is not Biden. Not saying that this guy is anything to revere. I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of Putin. I'm a fan of America. But he should surely be respected and most definitely be feared. And if you have to ask me, I think we just got played by Putin. That's 
my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But of the things that I know about Russia and the history, just something about a, an attempted coup in that country wouldn't have just gotten, number one, if it was a legitimate coup, it wouldn't have gotten settled that easily. And if it was a legitimate coup, there would have been a handshake agreement and just let him go about his business. It, it wouldn't work like that. Not to mention the fact that would you really trust those 25,000 troops that you signed into the to contract to be with the Russian army? Would you trust all those guys that were willing to uh, invade Moscow and start possibly a civil war? Would you trust those guys or would you court-martial them all and kill them? Now, in America, I'm not saying we probably still wouldn't trust. I mean, look at, let me put it this way. Look what happened during the election, after the election of Biden, what our government did to our troops as far as whether these men and women were possible Trump uh, supporters. And that was just someone that supported another president, like you're not allowed to be a Republican or not allowed to be a Democrat if you're in the fucking military. <laughs> That's just people supporting someone for president. <laughs> what do you think happened to these people that were going to go and fucking try and kill the president of Russia? But no, it's okay. We're going to go ahead and let him be part of our army? No. Come on, guys. Get your heads out of your asses. If you honestly believe that this whole thing wasn't a bullshit story, right? And, and possibly we just gave Russia $6.2 billion dollars. You know, sanctions, right? But we just gave them $6.2 billion. The joke's on us. Now, what's going to happen is the spin machine's got to be in war. I guarantee in Washington they're fucking shitting their pants right now. And the news will be dominated by this. So now, you know why the Biden administration... <laughs> now you know that you have your story for the week. You have your story. This is kind of like the sub-story from last Sunday. Dominated most of the week, right? In the meantime, we had all the situations go on that went on. Now, I'm going to touch on a, a, one or two of those things today. In the meantime, the majority of Americans, I mean, you guys and a lot of us, weren't fooled by the sub-situation. But a lot of people were. Even some of your mainstream, quote-unquote, real podcast guys that get paid to do this for a living, was on the whole, oh my God, the sub theory. Until middle of the week, then they started scratching their head a little bit. So, how are they going to be on this story? You'll see. So, let's get to the stories that you won't <laughs> hear about this week. So, do you remember a couple months ago, last year I guess it was, where they passed the bill and hired 87,000 IRS agents, right? And, uh, you know, so you probably also saw during the job hiring, I because I saw this on, it, on, on Indeed, that they were hiring some of these folks to be armed. And we were like, and I even talked about it on one of the shows last year, whenever it was, um, why do you need armed IRS agents? Why? Why? <laughs> These are people that are just going over taxes, right? No. I'll tell you why. Because the other day in Montana, an armed IRS agents, let me let me make sure you heard that, armed 
IRS agents raid a Montana gun shop, seize gun purchase records. This was um, this was last Wednesday. Okay, so armed IRS agents seized dozens of boxes of ATF forms 4473s from Highwood Creek Outfitters in Great Falls, Montana last Wednesday, prompting concern and criticism from both Montana officials and gun owners. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen, 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 whatever, told Breitbart News that the IRS seizure of gun owner documents is extremely concerning, considering it appears to exceed the search warrant and had that was issued, which limited the scope of the search to financial records. So, um, these aren't financial records. They are records of lawful firearm purchases, he said. What the hell does the IRS need with 4473s? We know the ATF in Washington, D.C. is trying to scope us, or I'm sorry, <laughs> scoop up as many of these purchase records as possible. And that's what it looks like they're trying to do here. ATF Forms 4473 includes gun purchaser's name, gender, date of birth, address, location of birth, Social Security number and serial number of the gun purchased at the store. Tom Van Hoos, owner of Highwood Creek Outfitter, said, At 7.30, I came in. They pulled up behind me with 20 heavily armed agents. Hoos, house, Hoos, whatever. Explained that the search lasted from before the store opened until 30 minutes before the store's closing time. I can only assume that it's because the style of weapons we have and the and the press that's so against him. He said the current administration seems hell-bent on getting those guns out of the hands of average Americans. Nuts and told Breitbart uh, Bart News that there is a clear and disturbing pattern of the Biden administration employing federal agents to harass gun shop, gun manufacturers, and gun owners in the United States. In response to the raid on the Montana gun shop, gun owners of America issued a statement concerning this event. This was an incredibly alarming incident to hear about, especially given the checkered past of the IRS targeting conservatives. And Congressman Matt Rosendahl of Montana deserves credit for helping to bring the details about this raid to light, said Eric Pratt, vice president of Gun Owners of America. This continued weaponization of the Biden administration of federal agencies to go after their political opponents once again underscores the dire need for Congress to act, including by defunding the ATF, and demanding answers from the IRS. So now you guys know why Biden needed all these extra IRS agents. And more importantly, why they needed to be armed. So now this was in Montana. I don't know how well populated this particular area of Montana is and how many guns this gentleman sells. And I'm sure once the story kind of hits the mainstream, if it hits the mainstream, it'll be debunked in the form of fashion of how this guy was doing something about taxes and falsifying documents on gun sales and whatever. And that's why they needed the 4473s because, you know, whatever. It's going to be, trust me, they'll have a story for you. But the fact of the matter is, if this is going to happen in Montana, which... I. I think it's a red state, maybe, might be, I don't know, whatever, doesn't matter. doesn't matter if it's red or blue. The fact of the matter is guns, right? So when is it going to happen in Florida or Georgia or Texas or Arkansas, Mississippi? So just know that they are, the armed IRS agents are coming to a gun shop near you. All right, so this morning I saw this tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
And it's interesting, and you can take this tweet with a grain of salt, because, I mean, it is Marjorie Taylor Greene, and not dissing her in any way. I kind of like the things she does. She's, in my opinion, a regular person as a congressman, congressperson, right? She's just one of us. She'd be like if I was a congressman. And my, it's how I feel. I would be a little brash, a little harsh, a little loudmouthed, a little ornery. I'd probably say a lot of the wrong things. But I would love to be a congressman so I could do those things. And I have a feeling I'd be very much like her in that sense. But in the meantime, she has been labeled certain ways by the media and by other congress people, especially people on the left. So generally... I dismiss a lot of the crazy talk about her because usually when you're over the target, that's what happens. So I'm going to read this tweet that she tweeted this morning, and uh, you tell me what you think. So last night, this is her her tweet. Last night in my D.C. residence, the TV turned on by itself, and then the screen showed someone's laptop trying to connect to the TV. <laughs> what? So she's tweeted that her TV turned on. She's just sitting there, I'm assuming, maybe reading a book. Maybe she was on her computer, on her iPad, I don't know. And the TV just turned on. And then, much like when you get on your computer, if you're trying to download or whatever, you might have a different screen. Now, if you're like on Facebook or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it looked like someone was trying to get control of her TV. So she goes on to say, just for the record... <laughs> I'm very happy, I'm also very healthy, eat well, and exercise a lot. Which is true, if you ever follow her on, on Twitter, you, you can find that to be true. I don't smoke, and I never have. I don't take any medications, I am not vaccinated, so I'm not concerned about blood clots, heart conditions, strokes, or anything else. Nor do I have anything to hide. I just love my country and the people, and know how much they've been... Screwed over by the corrupt people in our government, and I'm not willing to be quiet about it or willing to go along with it. Now, I would say this, obviously, the part where she's, I'm happy and exercise, da, da, da. She's informing you that she's not suicidal and she shouldn't have a heart attack or die for any unapparent reason. The, the second part of that tweet is the one that kind of tells me more about the story without really telling me more about the story. You see and hear a lot of people anymore that might expose something about the government, about the Clintons, about the Bidens, about the whoever's, right? And you'll hear that person say or tweet, I'm happy, I'm not suicidal, da 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 da. And it's, anymore, it's almost kind of like a joke. Um, that if something were to happen to that person and it was quote unquote a suicide they're letting you know that I'm not suicidal therefore I didn't commit suicide if I wind up dead and I honestly probably <laughs> in all honesty I should probably end every show with that <laughs> just I probably should alright guys and today was blah 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 and I'm Don Q and just to let you know I'm not suicidal <laughs> you know so I might start doing that. But nonetheless, the second part of this tweet is telling. She goes, I just love my country and the people and know how much they've been screwed over by the corrupt people in our government. And I'm not willing to be quiet about it or willing to go along with it. So you have to ask the question, 
what do you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene? What have you been told? What have you been asked to do or not asked to do? What have you been saying to other people, whether it's other Congress people, other whoever? Are you talking to whistleblowers of some sort? I'm just asking the question. I'm not demeaning anything she wrote. She didn't write that sentence because she felt like it. <laughs> she wrote that sentence because something has already been said to her. Okay? Now, the part about the TV turning on and it looked like a laptop trying to connect to the TV. Haha, ha, that's impossible. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm going to get into that in just a second. The reason that could be a situation is that if someone, whoever, whatever, is trying to do this through her TV, whether it's Russian spies or CIA, which I would say CIA or NSA or whoever, why would they want to do that? Who is she talk or who is she allegedly talking to who has supposedly been in contact with her that that the they, whomever in this situation, would need to try and hack into her smart TV to want to listen to whatever she has to say. That's why I say the part about I just love my country, the people, and how much they've been screwed over by the corrupt people in our government. So she obviously knows something, right? That she probably can't really say. But she's gonna she's not willing to be quiet about it or go along with it. So that sentence tells me more than that sentence tells me. Tells me that she knows something, she's been told something, someone's come to her about something. And she's probably starting to make some waves, and they don't like it. So the whole business about the TV, what is that? Is that even possible? So I found this article from 2019. What? Three or four, three and a half years ago, December of 2019. So three and a half years ago. Your smart TV might be spying on you. <laughs> FBI warns. If you bought a smart TV this holiday season, this was back in December, or are planning to uh, consider. The warn this warning to consumers from the FBI. We're watching you. That's all it says. No. The device sitting in your living room could be used to hack into your home computer network and spy on you. Smart TVs, which come with internet connection, allow users to browse the web, watch shows from their favorite streaming platforms, also come with a range of customizable features in lieu of a remote, including voice commands, flip on, uh, flip through the channel, turn up the volume. Uh, but these devices equipped with cameras, microphones, and in some cases, facial recognitions. Anyway, I, I don't have a TV with a camera. I do have a TV with a voice control, so I understand what they're saying. So obviously, your TV has, can if it can take voice commands, it has a microphone, right? But if you have an Alexa, or if you have a Google Nest, or if you have one of these situations, it's already happening anyway. But I think it's interesting. This article is obviously from the FBI warning because they're talking about hackers. You know, essentially is what they're getting to is, uh, you know, hackers are listening in and, you know, could get your bank information or whatever. I, I don't I don't know that that's true or not true. I mean, I'm sure 
it's probably certain people might have smart uh, smart TVs and someone might want to get information from Bill Gates or whoever. Jeff Bezos, you know, you want to get that information. You don't want fucking lowly old piss at me. But if you're someone like MTG and you're getting too close to the truth or you've, you're talking to certain people about certain things and they, quote unquote, don't like it, they might want to know who you're talking to and what you're talking about. So therefore, we're going to listen in. And it is possible. The FBI warned us four years ago. All right. So last week also I touched on the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal he received last week. While everyone was submerged <laughs> by the news coverage on the Ocean Gate situation, here's some info I found on the IRS whistleblower documents. You like what I did there? Submerged by the news coverage. Clever, right? Thank you. All right. So, this uh, IRS whistleblower doc showed the DOJ obstructed Hunter Biden probe to protect the president. So, we are all pretty much in agreement, I would have to believe, that Hunter should have been charged with several tax felonies and misdemeanors for evading taxes on millions of dollars of income. Instead, he got, what, I think two misdemeanors, and they dropped the gun charge. So, the U.S. Department of Justice choked an IRS investigation that, and charging recommendations for Hunter Biden because it didn't want to damage his father, Joe Biden's presidential chances, say whistleblower documents released today. <laughs> IRS whistleblower testimony made available by the House Ways and Means Committee show Hunter should have been charged with several tax felonies and misdemeanors for evading taxes on millions of dollars of income, but was ultimately given a sweetheart deal by the DOJ to protect his father. These payments are just a fraction of the total, but they provide insight into a world of wealth and influence that no ordinary American would recognize. And what plea deal did for Mr. Biden just receive? A slap on the wrist for charges that had put other Americans behind bars. As I said, the federal government is not treating all taxpayers equally, Committee Chairman Jason Smith said during a press conference on Tuesday. Earlier this week, DOJ plan, uh, announced plans to charge the president's younger son with two federal misdemeanors counts and failing to pay his taxes and one federal felony charge for illegally possessing a gun while addicted to illicit drugs. Carefully orchestrated plea deal between the DOJ and Hunter means the younger Biden will only face probation, no jail time, and the two misdemeanor tax charges. If the judge accepts the deal, Hunter will also avoid a maximum of 10 years in jail and $250,000 fine that comes with the felony gun charge because the DOJ doesn't plan to prosecute. When the American people read these transcripts, I think you will see a level of criminality that I don't think anybody expected to see, Rep. Darwin LaHood said in a press conference on Thursday. LaHood also emphasized that it's not a coincidence of the timing of what happened this week. So, <laughs> the interesting thing about all of this is the IRS first began investigating Hunter in 2018 when the FBI confirmed it was Hunter's laptop in 20 November of 2019 the IRS asked to look at laptop material, seek evidence for potential tax crimes, but the FBI officials choked its attempt to sift through the materials. 
By April 2020, Shapley, the uh, supervisor of the Hunter case, was armed with affidavits to seek search warrants for the laptop and planned to conduct approximately 15 related interviews with potential witnesses instead of granting the IRS permission to execute any of these tools, DOJ officials dragged their feet, effectively denying them. He said, Shapley says that's because this was the same month President Joe Biden became presumptive Democrat nominee for the president. So let me reiterate the dates. 2018, November 2019, April 2020. Who was president during all of this? Trump. So who's IRS? Who's FBI? Who's DOJ? Trump's. So we can say what we want about everything happening via Gar- you know, Attorney General Garland. I'm not saying he's clean by any stretch of the imagination. I think, and I've said this, that this whole situation had to come to a head before the election because they had to put it to bed. His sweetheart of a deal as this was for all the crimes he has and will commit, because of the Biden name. I said he was going to get convicted for this. I thought, in all honesty, that it would have been a little bit more harsher just to kind of prove a point, and Daddy would have gotten him a pardon because, you know, my dad's the president, right? But they didn't even go that far. I mean, realistically, if these guys had half a fucking brain see the story 20 minutes ago about us giving 6.2 billion to the alleged coup people right if our government had half a brain they would have thrown the book at hunter biden charged him with every fucking crime they possibly could have charged him with that way it looks like merrick garland and the doj is being a hard ass and trying to hold criminals to task and then let biden give him the pardon that he would have gotten Right, But no, we're going to give them a pussyfoot deal, which now, assuming all this gets finalized by the judge, is going to set precedent so that when a, a hardened criminal, not saying Hunter Biden's a Boy Scout by any stretch of the imagination, but, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not John Gotti. <laughs> so what's going to happen when that gangster is out there running the streets on, you know, PCP? And crack cocaine and uh, has a gun on him that he bought at the gun shop that he lied on his gun for him about. I'm just using that as an example. I know it's most of those people are buying their guns illegal, but that's beside the point. Uh, for example, in the state of Florida, yeah, you fill out your gun form. You're going to buy a new gun, whatever the gun is. You fill out your form. Da, 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 have you? Are you on or have you ever been on any illegal drugs? Okay, well, guess what? In the state of Florida, all drugs are illegal. <laughs> Wait, I got a medical marijuana card. Still can't buy a gun. What? Right. So, do I agree with that? Don't I, whatever. That's regardless of the fact of I agree with it or not is beside the point. Uh, which is, I actually qualify <laughs> to get a medical marijuana card because of my illness. One of the reasons I refuse to get that card is you know because you know i like guns sue me right uh and i'm not trying to lie on the form but nonetheless um this all happened all this started under the trump administration so well that's because the fbi was against trump okay trump hired ray (laughs) 
<laughs> so once again, lack of judgment. Now it was the IRS. It's okay, Trump hired. I don't even know who was the head of the IRS at the time. Okay, it was the DOJ. Oh, you mean Bill Barr? So either, and I think this is actually safe to say, and I'm not going to sit here and shit on Donald Trump, but his personnel choices probably not the best uh, because if Christopher Ray was a perfect person to be in the uh, Trump FBI, he wouldn't still be leading the FBI under Biden. That's all you need to know about these people. If they're still... Generally speaking, whoever leads whatever department from president to president, if you have your AG, for example, you never see an AG go from a, especially a Republican president to a Democratic president or vice versa. Like, let's say Biden loses the presidency and whoever, Trump, DeSantis, whoever, whoever wins, I guarantee you, I will bet you a million dollars that I do not have. That Merrick Garland will not be Trump or DeSantis's AG. Guaranteed. <laughs> so when you see that, you have to ask your question, well, who was Ray and why was he there? Right? But nonetheless, it, like I said, say what you want about Merrick Garland. Say what you want about the sweetheart deal. I don't give a shit. We all know that's bullshit. The fact of the matter is this all started under Trump's presidency. Not saying that Trump's at fault. Well, I mean, kind of is. He he hired the people that, that ran the job, that ran the investigations. And then all of a sudden, we can't touch him. Now, now keep in mind, Shapley said that's because the same month President Joe Biden became the presumptive Democratic nominee for president. So we couldn't go after his son because this guy was running for president. But fast forward four years later, and guess who's running for president? Trump. And guess who's been indicted twice now by the DOJ? Trump. By who? His political rival, Biden. This is why Republicans need to get their head out of their ass and quit pussyfooting around situations. Because Democrats give two fucks about that. So, there was a... Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> There's a, uh, a a thing, a thing. There's a thing here, man. Let me uh, let me mute this music real quick. So this is Merrick Garland. Shortly after the uh, whistleblower came out, and basically, let me uh, let me pull this up. See if I can get him to shut up for a second, so I can play this from the beginning. And he's going to call the guy. Well, I'll just play. It. Certainly uh, understand that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, this constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. Nothing could be further from the truth. You've all heard me say many times that we make our cases based on the facts and the law. These are not just words. These are what we live by. They are the foundation of the way we make these decisions. The agents of the FBI, as well as the DEA, the ATF, our uh, deputy U.S. marshals, every day, often at great personal risk, protect the American people and secure its safety. I, our cases are based on their work. I could not be more proud to work. So, 
um, essentially, that was directed towards the whistleblower, calling him a, a fucking liar. Essentially, that's what what that boils down to is that. Um, so, after A.G. Garland denies main justice interference, the IRS whistleblower reveals names of witnesses to show Garland is a fucking liar. <laughs> Things are getting very spicy in and around main justice. In D.C. on Friday, Attorney General Mayor Garland and Deputy A.G. Lisa Monaco denied any involvement interfering with decisions made. Essentially what I just played you. (laughs) Though his attorney's whistleblower, Gary Shapley, is now naming additional witnesses to the statements of the Wasayo. Um, I don't know. United States. Anyway. Uh... That David Weiss guy. Anyway, statements of Weiss. Uh, so it says, in October of October 7th of 22, meeting between Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, U.S. Attorney um, David Weiss told six witnesses he did not have authority to charge in other districts and thus requested special counsel status. Those six witnesses include Baltimore FBI Special Agent in Charge Tom Sabinski, and special uh, assistant special agent in charge, Rashia Holly, IRS assistant special agent in charge, Gary Shapley, which is the whistleblower, and special agent in charge, Daryl Walden, who also independently and contemporaneously co- uh, corroborated with Shapley's account in an email now public as Exhibit 10, following a page 148 in his testimony transcript. Mr. Shapley would have no insight into why Mr. Weiss would make these statements at October 22nd meeting if they were false. That Mr. Weiss made these statements is easily corroborated, and it is up to him and the Justice Department to reconcile the evidence of his October 7, 22 statements with contrary statements by Weiss and, Attorney Ger- uh, and the Attorney General to Congress. Someone is lying, and the whistleblower appears to have all his information well-documented and cited. Mr. Weiss and Mr. Garland and Mrs. Monaco have some explaining to do. So, this should be your story going into the week. Because the week ended with Hunter Biden, Biden getting a sweet deal. Slap on the wrist, if that. Merrick Garland calling... Anyone who disagreed with him and in, in justice, big fat liars. And he said, oh yeah, I got your liars right here. Bam. So, in my opinion, this should be your story of the week. But I'm sure we'll be focused on Russia and the coup and the coup attempted failed. Now, what's going to be interesting as I close out the show here is what will the story be if I'm right about this whole Wagner Group situation, will there be a large invasion into Kiev in the next week or two coming from the north? I don't know. I guess we'll have to stay tuned and find out. All right, guys. With that being said, guys, make sure you follow us on social media. Don't tread on America. Instagram, Facebook, and the Ticker Talker, DTOM underscore 1775 on the Twitter machine. Or you can just go to our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Make sure you're sharing and subscribing all and everything DTOM related. 
And I will talk to you again on Wednesday, guys. Like I said, barring any situations between now and then, I'm going to bring you my UFO theory on the last 80 years. <laughs> so you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again then. <laughs>